Hello, everybody, and welcome into Camel Call Friday with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer. Lacrosse, first place. Softball, first place. Baseball, first place. Men's tennis, first place. That's uh, your Sunbelt Rentals look at the standings as we take a look at what's going on so far this spring. And as we have been warning everybody, like we have gone through the last couple of springs, hey, these teams are pretty good from golf to track and field to tennis to the ones on the diamond and, and in the court and things starting off pretty darn well for our spring sports. The good news is you want to end the Big South Conference with championships. And the fall, we had a lot of regular season titles, not as much in the postseason. I think this year, especially with softball and baseball, legit chances to win the postseason title. And the way Isabella Smith's pitching right now for yep. softball, they're rolling at an elite level. Women's lacrosse, to, to I call it run rule. I realize it's a goal differential. But to basically mercy rule with a running clock yep. against Radford, that's impressive. Now, Mercer is really good, and High Point is very good, and we'll see how they do at the end of the year. But lacrosse could be a top three or four seed. And then in baseball, clearly they're nationally ranked, a good power. I like you mentioned the tennis programs, too. The men have played a lot better the last two weeks and to keep improving. Um, the women will be in the top half of the league. Yep. It's a little different in the Big South this year with only four teams qualifying in and, most of the sports. And that's it pretty much throughout all of the spring sports, even even the tennises, the top four make it. In golf, of course, all of them make it. They do a stroke play and then and then match play. And our women and men will be favored in both of those as well, the women going to uh, Chattanooga for their last tournament of the regular season. But, but yeah, it makes it even more difficult, but I think better because when you invite all the teams in, you kind of wonder why do you even do a regular season? And then the eighth seed has nothing to lose. The first seed does, and, and we've all been been through that before. I really like the four seeds making it to the tournament. It'll be neat this year with baseball. Campbell's putting themselves in a spot where the conference tournament bid isn't required to get into the NCAA. But how about this conversely? The latest projections in D1 baseball, in perfect game, have Campbell in that range where they could host a region. Yeah. So winning the Big South could now mean not only getting into a tournament, but being a high two, being a low one, and you're playing yourselves into a tournament race. Now they have to defeat the demons of the team that pushed them to the limit last year, Charleston Southern. They'll play them here at home for the Jim Perry weekend. But if they can overcome that hurdle – they're in a great spot to be 9-0, and 8-1, and, and rolling in the Big South. Yeah, you, you make a great point. Their RPI earlier this week was 7. In the entire nation, 7. Their, their strength of schedule in the top 25 as well. So, again, they have put together something. As you say, hosting a regional is not a, a pipe dream. It's a reality. A lot goes into that. I do know um, Campbell will put together uh, some sort of bid for it. And it's not just, okay, you've got the sixth-ranked RPI, you're sixth in the country, you host it. The NCA looks at all the bids, everybody you know, trying to make money up there and everything like that. So there's a lot more to it. And, again, you have to be um, really, really good from, from here on out. But and I like Campbell the test this everything. weekend because Charleston Southern yep. is four and two. Yep. And they have shown that they're in that probably top four to five range. This is the first weekend where a – legit Big South team comes yep. to town. Yeah. And, and no offense to the first two opponents, Radford and Winthrop, but this is a better level of competition. And a team that traditionally has always done well against Campbell, at least in the grand scheme of things, right? They haven't won series, but they've been competitive and tight. They won a game here two years ago. He we went there and struggled last year. It's 
it's never an easy team to beat. Yeah, they'll have a bigger chip on their shoulder than usual because Campbell beat them in the championship of the Big South Conference Tournament. You remember Campbell lost that first game of the tournament, had to come all the way back, and, and ended up beating Charleston Southern in back-to-back games. So another very good week for, for Campbell, of course, beating ECU last week, scoring 60 runs <laughs> against Radford. 60 runs. It makes it even more when we were talking to Coach Hare getting prepared for the broadcast this weekend, and he said, yeah, it's definitely something when you average 21 runs a game. They average 20 runs a game for a series, a baseball series. That's it. In Little League, that would be a little obscene. And what's promising, one, I need to see your Little League numbers now. You're mentioning Little League stats. Today's opening day of Major League Baseball, as we that's filmed true. this on Thursday. Yep. The RPIs dropped to 13. Think about if you stay in that top 20 range, like this is not just a pipe dream where three years ago before the ECU regional, our former boss, Ricky Ray, former uh, deputy athletic director, was submitting bids to host. Like this is a legit yep. proposal. There's opportunities. You know, you have to win the series coming up, but with games against Duke and Coastal Carolina, both of teams are getting national votes. Like that's where you can pick up some big time resume right. boosting. You win those games. And then you have to take care of business in the conference. So that's why I'm excited to see this weekend, one, how long Jim Perry will talk on camera to both our staff and to Jordan Kramer, who's coming out of Raleigh. We are retiring Jim Perry's number. That's a, that's a good lead-in Friday, Jim Perry night. And thankfully, Jim is healthy this year, and him and Daphne yep. will be back on campus. And, and then, two, the fireworks of our offense and the fireworks of Justin Hare's Friday fireworks. Friday night fireworks after, after the show. Yeah, absolutely. You, you make a great point, though. Midweek games – always mean a lot to to Campbell because usually that's when they have an ACC team come here or vice versa, but it's really going to mean a lot to RPI, to strength of schedule, and 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 you're right, a lot of big games in the in the midweek too. It's exciting. I mean, Campbell's ranked 15th in the country, 14 in a couple of other polls, 15 in the poll, which wrap your head around that. And also, if you want to feel good, no matter what kind of day you're having, Take a look at the baseball polls and look at the other teams that are around them with budgets 10 times what what Campbell has, and Campbell is is right there with them, and legitimately so. And they've proved it this year. Uh, to beat ECU yep. twice, who's a really good program, to even the William Mary loss, they didn't play poorly in that game. I wouldn't call it a letdown game. Yeah, they didn't hit as well as they'd like, but the pitching with Hunter Johnson was still good. Bullpen kept him in it. Like, yep. If you lose 3-2 to two as your bad loss this year, to a team that'll be in the upper half of the CAA, that's a sign of growth. There's been times with Campbell where it's all invested into a midweek game and then a disappointing Friday or a a slow start. They haven't lost a Friday game in 17 Fridays. Incredible. Don't count the summer, folks, but regular season Fridays. Incredible. This is a run larger than any team in the country. Yeah. When you win that first game of the series, it sets you up for so much. And to not lose when you're facing the – other teams' best pitcher, they're giving you your best shot. It's uh, it's amazing. 17 straight Friday night wins for the Campbell baseball team. Uh, Charleston Southern, 6 o'clock on Friday. Saturday at 3. Charleston Southern uh, stays in Sunday at 2. And Sunday and could Campbell be a party. On the road. There, there could be some fun all over the stadium. <laughs> Just if you're an alum, if you're a fan, if you're a part of the program, come on Sunday. I guarantee you'll have some fun. Uh, that's right. Going to be a fun, fun weekend. Okay, softball, speaking of a fun weekend, they had a fun weekend last weekend. The preseason favorites that didn't sit well with Campbell. USC Upstate came in, and Campbell, two very good games and one blowout game, but the bottom line is they swept 
the preseason favorites. 2-1-4-3 run ruled them in the middle of the game, 10-2. So, Campbell, it is early, but they have shown that they aren't going anywhere. New coaching staff, who cares? They are 5-1 and one and on top of the Big South Conference. And Trina has mentioned the mindset of being the underdog. I think this was the first weekend where that that anger and that passion and that fury of not getting respect played itself out. The pitching and defense was much better over the weekend. And like you said, game two, the bats come to life. You win late in game three and, and really secure that series. And now a team who you don't usually think of as softball good, Presbyterian, who returned its all-conference ace. Yep. That's a heck of a series. I don't love the Big South double booked us again, but that happens. It's just the nature of the business with scheduling. But if you can head over to Amanda Littlejohn, that's – those are two elite starting pitchers battling now. Yeah, both baseball and softball going on. Softball doubleheader on Saturday, 1-3 and three against PC. Sunday at 1, all those games will be uh, audio streamed on the Varsity Network. But but you make a good point. Campbell, there, there's four teams in the mix for a championship. It's Upstate, Presbyterian, Campbell, and Longwood. Campbell doing what they're doing against Upstate. Won't play them again until the tournament. Presbyterian played Longwood last week. They went 0-2. So it's going to be a desperate Presbyterian team coming in. If Campbell can take care of business, they'll be in really good shape. They don't take on Longwood uh, until the final series of this regular season. So Campbell could set themselves up to stay at the top of the conference for a long time. How about Presbyterian's pitching staff? So Jenna Green and Peyton Duncan, who both pitched last year. They were all conference arms. They have a combined seven losses with an ERA of 1.7. Pretty good. Like that's a low – and, you know, Bella Smith has some losses on her resume where you go – Wow, she threw seven innings and allowed two runs and lost. So if you came for offense, you might be surprised. But the pitching and defense are really good with those two. Yeah, and they just spoil us about how good Isabella Smith has been. 15 wins, one of the best marks in the country with a 1.76 ERA. And there's only four other pitchers that have a sub-2 ERA. And one of them is Valerie Cagle, who's the player of the year at One of the best pitchers in the in the country and Isabella Smith is in that conversation and and definitely should be it's been it's been sensational women's lacrosse will hit the road they are in their stretch of the conference where they're playing Wednesday Saturday Wednesday Saturday as you said they took care of Radford 15 to 4 on the road at this weekend at Furman at PC both those games on ESPN plus but off to a, a sensational starts our, our golf team's doing what they are doing tennis is doing what they're doing and also too uh, tennis will be home this weekend as well but but golf we, we start thinking now as we turn the calendar to April which will be this weekend now you're starting to get into conference tournament times it, it happens so quickly with the spring sports because they have such a robust non-conference part of the season then it's conference then all of a sudden it's the it's a conference tournament. Middle of this month, golf and tennis, they will play their conference tournaments with a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. So just incredible. And again, our spring sports really carrying the flag for Campbell here, always ending on a high note. Think about the women's team, 63rd in RPI. Now, golf RPI is based on who you play and if you finish better than a team ranked ahead of you. So you could finish sixth in a tournament and do well because maybe you beat four or five teams that have a better RPI. So to be in the top 65 in the country, they're right in that tournament discussion. The men played really well in round one down in Wilmington. Yeah. They didn't finish the round out, and Matt Moot was disappointed at the end of the round. But to be in the top five of that tournament where they were – Finished above Clemson, ranked Nationally ranked teams yeah. in that tournament. So they've played better. Baby Hank is developing as a leader. Uh, Henrik, they call him Baby Hank because okay. Big Hank. Yeah. Insider, you're just dropping your insider knowledge. I love it. So anyway, they're in the top 100 in RPI, so they're, they're showing growth. And – 
like you said, the conference tournament's weird because Charleston Southern's men's team is really good. That'll be a nice battle, and High Point has a good program. The women's side, I'm, I'm just looking at the latest rankings here. You know, High Point has some promise. They're 140. Winthrop has a better program than usual. The women just have to not defeat themselves. Yeah. If they play clean golf, they'll win their, is that ninth straight conference yeah. title? Ninth it, would, it would be seven straight conference title, 11 straight trip to the NCAA tournament. Both of those just explode your head. But, yeah, going for their Sarah Seven straight title. We talked to the women's golf team uh, assistant coach at Ashley Sloop, now Cease, and four of their freshmen, including the uh, number one player on the team. That was in the Camel Call Live podcast uh, this last Monday. I invite you to listen to it. Just uh, sensational. A couple of our golfers from Australia, a couple from Sweden. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Track and field. Showed up well at the Raleigh Relays last weekend. They'll be at the Vert Class Meet at High Point, which is huge. You can also watch that on on ESPN Plus as wow. well. You okay. got to tell be, okay, High Point before we before we sign off here on the thing. You have to tell everybody about what your weekend is going to be. I mean, of course, it starts off with a bang with this a podcast. But tell us your Friday, Saturday, Sunday working and playing weekend and what you're covering. So Friday, we're taking the drone out to the Keith Hills Country Club yeah. across the street from campus, right? Friend of the program, Will Bratton, sure. who oversees development and alumni relations for the pharmacy school, they're having their 15th annual golf classic. So my boss, Vince Benbenek, has a team. He's invited me on his team to play golf. <laughs> so I have to both photograph and play golf. It's, it's the tough work assignments that keep you up at night, right? <laughs> so we're photographing all these CPHS alums and raising awareness for the program. Then heading down to, to ECU to work a softball game that night. But it's UCF, naturally you know, ranked team. I don't want to bury the lead there, Big but that's time. part of the story. Big time. Driving up the coast, sure. and I need your directional help, how to get to Richmond. From, from Greenville. Greenville, yeah, get to 95. <laughs> Just get to the highway. <laughs> get to the highway. And we're seeing the, the NASCAR race in Richmond this week. Wow. So Jenna, your first NASCAR race. first ever NASCAR race. We bought the $50 headphones that have the Bluetooth and yep. they're gigantic. We got our Cars t-shirts. I have the Lightning McQueen shirt. To kind of be like funny NASCAR. Be careful. Yeah, it depends what tailgating lot you're in. And we're going with my fiance's <laughs> East Carolina sorority sisters, all okay. of them and their boyfriends. So we're all going up yeah. there. And then Sunday, we're coming back for the great tailgate in Wright Field, sponsored by one of our friends of the program on Twitter. And then we'll watch the baseball game, and I'll commentate the game with uh, former East Carolina Pirate Jay Sunhalter. Yeah, and that's going to be on ESPN. Plus, and if I sleep in time, I have a final to take this weekend. Yeah, for a, a class. Wow, that's true. And, and and doing all this NASCAR as well. Uh, we don't sponsor a NASCAR team yet uh, here at Campbell. Well, maybe Campbell maybe the, the twenty seconds the, uh, part. We Fayetteville, did have we had yeah, the NASCAR sponsorship. We did have it was a lower. We did have division, a stock car stock car sponsorship. I, I tell everybody if you're if you're a sports fan, maybe even if you're not. Go, go to uh, a NASCAR race. Even if you look it on TV, you don't understand. If you think it's not a sport, as fast as you think those cars go, and TV does, does a great job of covering it, but when you see them, I'll be interested to see your reaction, but when you see those cars go that fast with the naked eye and how close they are to each other, that just sort of explodes your brain in the, I'm seeing this, but that's, but that's, way, but that's way too much. So it is, it is fun. It is loud. The people. Did you cover NASCAR? The when people you were watching in is great. Newburn? Yes, and that's where when I when I did local TV out in Eastern North Carolina. I mean, I got into it in a hurry. I had to learn a lot about it in a hurry, and I got to cover uh, the Daytona 500, which the first NASCAR race I saw was in Daytona, which is just another another set of incredible. But it's uh, it's it's really really awesome. 
It's it's a lot of fun. I, I guarantee you. Like I've been trying to convince my wife to go in for a long time. She's like, look, no. I'm not going to a NASCAR race. I'm like, it's fine. And especially, too, if you have a driver that you like. This is what I would do, too. I would pick I would pick a driver that you like, pick a car, and then kind of go adopt and them follow the them. Yeah, yeah, and adopt them for a day, and it's and it's really good. At the time— I am not adopting the Liberty NASCAR driver. No, a- Any ever. car but that one. No, no, no. And uh, at the time, too, when I was covering, and I got to meet him down there and everything, Carl Edwards, who has since retired, but he was one of the hottest drivers— in the country for 10 years when I started. He went to my high school. He, he's from Columbia. And so that was what hooked me in, and I had to cover it. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, great, it's a great sport. But, but if you see it live and you don't like it, I don't know. I don't know about you, Evan. I don't know about you. So we'll, we'll see next week. This is where the Mason-Dixon we'll friendship next gets week, tested. Yeah. <laughs> next week we'll start off with uh, how did you like the NASCAR race. All right, Evan, have fun this weekend. Yeah, have fun with Jim Perry on Friday. Yeah, it'll be great. He's always a hoot. What a legend, Jim Perry, Cy Young Award winner, and one of the top 85 all-time. What's your over-under prediction, Neto, to the Angels organization? You know— It's like June 1, a fair estimation? I mean, and I think it's smart what they're doing. You know, have them go into AAA, which is a whole different level. Like, you're playing grown men up there in AAA. Have them get 100% 100 comfortable— slips in in a couple of months when all the heat and the cameras are off you know he doesn't have the opening day stuff i i think it's i think it's going to be great and it's going to be great to follow him and then it's opening day so there are two camels in the major cedric mullins who is the all everything outfielder all-star for the orioles and ryan thompson who if he played for another team other than tampa he loves it in tampa it's a great organization gets a chance to get in the playoffs but uh he would be well known as well he's a major league vet now in the bullpen for tampa so plenty of camels to root for and then Neto will get up there. You'll have to buy yourself an Angels jersey, which is tough for you because you're a Dodgers fan. I could buy a Neto jersey. Yeah, the, the Dodgers will buy all those players anyway. Trout, oh, he'll be Trout, on the Dodgers in Trout and Neto will be on there. All right. Thanks, Evan. Have fun. Bye, everybody.